Hey, cat. Oh my goodness. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> I can. And that was so crazy last. I was like, man, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but the devil just didn't want me to be on there last week. I was like, oh my. Oh. Um, yeah, the devil be playing around. We got to get the devil out of here. That's right. He plays too much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't think more. <laughs> so how are you doing otherwise? How are you doing today? Oh man, good, good. Everything good. Just finished eating dinner not too long ago, so I'm just relaxed now. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's hot as I don't know what outside. Where are you at? Where are you located? I'm in Jersey. It's hot over here too. Ah, ah, got it. Got it. Got it. So you're up north. Okay. I'm in Atlanta. I'm in hot Atlanta. So it's, hey. it's, you know, it's humid here. <laughs> hey, a town down. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> big facts, big facts, but everything's good. Everything's good. So we're gonna do this tonight. Oh yeah, this. yeah, we got this. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> so before we start, Kat, I just want to say thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come on the pod. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. No problem. So we're gonna get right into it, okay? All righty. All right. So first question is talk about your life story from your childhood all the way up to now. Okay. Um, so I was born and raised in a small town. No, I'm kidding. I was born and raised <laughs> in Shelby, North Carolina. So I'm, I'm a small town girl with a big city mentality. So I always wanted to be in a bigger city and expand myself because you know, you feel like a big fish in a small pond. Right. That's the way I always felt. I always felt like I was a big fish in a small pond. I, I was different from my peers. You know, they used to call me like white girl and because I didn't talk like them. I didn't dress like them. You know, and it was just it was just disheartening because I, I did get kind of bullied a lot in school. And so, you know, I always knew that I wanted to be a, in a big city and I always knew I wanted more. And so, you know, my parents were awesome. You know, they supported whatever I wanted to do. I graduated high school. Ended up going to a, an all-girls school in Greensboro. Who would have thought? Going <laughs> 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 to an all-girls school, right? In Greensboro, right. North Carolina. But you know what? That was like, it was HBCU. And that was like the best decision like my parents probably could have ever uh, made for me because that school taught me so much. I mean, people don't understand. I know I'm getting off on a tangent here, but people don't understand the power of HBCUs and what value they bring in instilling certain values into our young black people. Like seriously, like I probably became a lady there. That's where I learned to become a lady. Like, honestly, that's where I really got my foundation from. And so when I graduated there, I, you know, moved to Houston for a little bit. And then I came back to Emory in Atlanta, got my master's degree. And then I started consulting and then, you know, when I reached my 40s, I'm in my 40s. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm in my 40s. I'm like, oh. And so I never know <laughs> my age, but now I'm going to tell it. When I got to my 40s, I, I just felt something tugging at me. Like, there is more to life. Like, I just felt like I was in corporate. And you know what? Honestly, I sat at my job, the same job in the same position for 12 years. Like, literally sat there for 12 years. 11 years, actually. 11 years. And I, I never got promoted. I never got, like, I went, I went for a couple of uh, new jobs at the job and, and I never got hired. And I, I just couldn't believe I sat there for 12, almost 12 years. And so 
I just felt like I was passed over, looked over. I was good at what I did, but I just didn't feel like I got the respect or the credit that I, I should have. And so it was kind of disheartening. And then some things happened at my job that forced me to leave. And I felt like God had told me to leave before all of that stuff went down, but I didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't listen, I, you know how you want to be hardheaded because things are comfortable and yep. you don't want to fool because you're stuck in like this situation where you're just like, no, I can't. I just, I, you know, I've gotten myself in some debt and I'm just, you know, I'm comfortable here because I make good money. And even though I feel undervalued and I feel like I'm not maximizing my potential, I still, I'm still going to chill, God. I'm, I'm going to chill. I'm chill. I'm good. I'm good. Here. I'm going to ride this thing out. And so some stuff went down and God was like, I told you, like, I, I, I told you, you were supposed to leave, but you didn't want to listen and prepare yourself. Like I told you to, so right. now I got to force you to leave. I got to force you. And sometimes God will do that. He'll be like, okay, you didn't listen. So now I'm going to let this thing happen to you where it's going to be devastating. Cause it's going to force you to do something that I asked you to do a long time ago, which you, you wouldn't have to go through all this pain if you would have just listened. So we do a lot of things to ourselves, you know, that causes us so much heartache and, and pain and suffering that is unnecessary because we don't listen to the calling when God puts it on us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I did it to myself. Uh, the good thing you were able, once you finally left that situation, you made out on the other side, you're in a much better place in your life now, so. I am. I can honestly say, you know, it's funny because I was like working on my book for like, gosh, it had to been like five, literally five years. I was working on my book. And, you know, like I said, he'd been telling me, he was like, you need to complete this. Like, I need you to get this done. I need you to get this. Done. I was like, yeah, 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 I got it. I'm going to, I'm going to write tonight. And tonight would turn into tomorrow. Tomorrow would turn into two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and then it turned into years. And it was like, oh gosh, I can't ever finish this. And as soon as like a week, uh, two weeks after I left that job, like I finished that book, two weeks, mm. two weeks. Like literally within two weeks, I sat down and I was like, I have nothing but time at this point. So I can't roll over and die. Yeah, this thing was devastating, but I still got a family to take care of. I still got to live like life still goes on. I can't I can't roll over and die. And so that's what separates the successful from the non-successful. It's like, what are you going to do when something happens that either kills your confidence or, you know, kills your income or, you know, kills your whatever plans that you had, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to roll over and die? Or are you going to persevere and put your big girl panties on and keep it moving? And so I had to like really sit down and, and look at myself in the mirror and be like, okay, I can't sit here at a ball in the bed and cry every day. I got to move. I got to do something. So now it's time for me to finish what I said I was going to finish. And so I finished it. There you go. Sometimes you just need a kick in the ass sometimes. I, I got a real kicking ass for real. <laughs> that was that was more like like child abuse. That wasn't just a kicking ass. That was more child, like serious. <laughs> I, I think he used the switch on me that time or a belt or something. I don't oh, know. Not the switch. No. I'm from North Carolina, so we got the switches in North Carolina. Oh Lord, have mercy! You gotta watch out for them trees, man. The switches come flying at you. Bow. <laughs> used to make me pick my own switch. She'd be like, go out there and pick a switch. Oh, <laughs> hell no. It's like, darn, Ma, come on, man. Can't you just pick it yourself? <laughs> and if I didn't pick a good one, oh, she get the belt or the hanger or the uh, the cord. The cord. We got it all. I'm telling you, you hear those stories? 
Oh we yeah. Got, my mama was no joke. Like my mom was no joke. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that old school parenting right there. <laughs> but you know it's funny. You can't do that on those kids today. They'll either call CPS on you or they don't they they don't care. They just don't care. Kids are not like that today. No, nah, it's, it's so crazy. It's different. There's, I mean, it's it's a totally different generation. Like it's nothing like we were. Like it's crazy. Like I'm just like, what are you doing? These kids are crazy today. <laughs> oh yeah, they'd be wild, man. They, I feel like they just need proper structure and guidance. They'll be fine. But oh. you, you got to surround them in that environment early yeah. in life. That's the key. You really do. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So needs to say you got hit the switches means you were acting up when you were little. I, I see. Yeah, I did. But I mean, it only took me one time. Like my mom didn't have to tell me multiple times. Like today, it's like I tell my daughter stuff. She look at me like I'm I'm crazy. But you know, back then, like my mom, one time, that's it, and I didn't do it again. Like I never yeah. did that again. So yeah, these kids are on something different. Like for absolutely, real. it's something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Right, there is something in the water because they are different, like way different. Absolutely, yeah. it's like Lord Jesus. <laughs> you have kids? You have kids too? Yes, I have two boys, uh, ten and seven. Yes. Oh my goodness! Oh my, see you. See, I'm telling you, girls are just oh my gosh, whole nother <laughs> level. Thank God you don't have any girls. They're on a whole nother level. Like it's the uh -oh. sassiness. The sassiness starts at like seven and it doesn't end like, yeah, it doesn't end. It's and it's on a whole nother level. Like it really is like the sassiness is beyond me. I'm like, wait a minute. Do you pay bills? Like, hold up, hold up. Hold up. You trying to tell me how to raise my household? Like seriously. <laughs> hey, like Bill said on the Cosby show, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. <laughs> it doesn't work on them. I'm telling you, it does not work. It doesn't. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm right. telling you, just be glad you don't have no girls. Just be glad. Right. <laughs> be glad. Hey, hey, Lord Jesus. <laughs> we just going to keep praying about it, though. We just That's it. That's all we can do is pray, man, for the congregation. Hey, pass the service around. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, man. So your next topic is talk about the ups and downs of transitioning from one career to another. Oh, oh, uh oh! How much? How much time you got? I got time. <laughs> I got time today. Well, I, I'm. I believe in realism. Like I keep it real. So here is here is my story. So, um, I didn't okay so I didn't prepare myself like I should have like meaning you know I didn't save money I didn't you know invest in things that I should have invested in I didn't I just didn't prepare myself you know I'm I'm one of these people out here living foolishly and living for the moment you know my husband like I like to travel you know I like to shop you know I'm sitting up here buying all these clothes and stuff to go nowhere and you know, when stuff hit the fan, I wasn't prepared. Like I really wasn't prepared. Honestly, I, I wasn't prepared at all. And so that's the mistake I don't want other people to make. Always, always keep your ducks in a row because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And people say it all the time, but nobody ever thinks that something critical is going to happen. Nobody ever thinks they're going to lose their job. Nobody ever thinks they're going to get sick. Nobody ever thinks that 
you know, something crazy isn't going to happen to them, but life always happens and you got to be prepared for it. You got to be prepared. And nobody ever wants to think about that. People, you know, especially younger kids today, they think they have all the time in the world and they think they're going to be millionaires tomorrow. And they think, you know, nothing's ever going to happen to them where they can't fall off. You know, even if they are millionaires right now, they think that life is always going to be like that. And I'm here to tell you, like, it's not always like that. Shit happens all the time. And what you do today to prepare you for tomorrow is going to determine whether or not, you know, you are going to survive. Like, seriously, it's that, it's that critical because a lot of people can't handle if they lose their income. You see a lot of people committing suicide. You see a lot of people mental health, you know, they're suffering in their mental health because they don't know how to take if some shit happened. I've been through some real shit. Like, I, unnecessary. Unnecessary, absolutely. It's all my fault. I'm not blaming anybody. Always unnecessary because it's shit I could have prevented. Right. But, you know, I'm sorry. Can I cuss on here? I'm sorry. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I didn't know. That. I was like, uh oh, you don't cut me off. No, nah, you're good. It's not a filter on here. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just unnecessary because I could have prevented that. Look, I was making one, 150 to 160 a year. And when I lost my job, I, I didn't have. I had maybe less than a thousand dollars in my bank account. Right. 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 I mean, that's, that's just that, that I'm being real. I'm, I'm, I'm very honest. I'm upfront because like I said, I don't want some, I want somebody to hear this and be like, shit, that's me. I need to change this right now. Like, seriously, if you listen to this, change it right now. Cause you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I had less than a thousand dollars in my fucking bank account. And I went, I was spending like crazy Cause I'm one of those people, you know, when I get stressed, like I'm, I'm not, I, I, I tame this, but you know, I was one of those people if I got stressed, Oh, I need to go shopping. Or if I did a good job on a product, Oh my God, I gotta go shopping. I gotta buy something for me. I gotta look good. I gotta, da, 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 da. and so, you know, I did that to my detriment. And then, like I said, when shit hit the fan, I wasn't prepared. And so I had less than a thousand dollars in my bank account and you know, I, I made six figures. So you got six figure bills, right? I got right. a house, car, I got kids in school. I got all this shit I got to take care of. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, what are we going to do? Like, what's going to happen? And my husband's an entrepreneur too. And so it's like, it's always up and down for him. Like he's, he's, he's been an entrepreneur for years. So it's always been up and down for him. So it's like, you know, transitioning from that was hard because I'm used to a paycheck. I've been working since I was 16. Like literally I've been working since I was 16, 16 to 42. I've always had a paycheck. I've never not had any money come in. I had benefits. I was like, oh my God, we don't have any benefits at this point. You know, what happens if my family gets sick? So it was like all these things. What am I going to do now? Like, what am I going to do next? And so it was like all these things I had to, you know, kind of kind of put in the back of my mind. Like, oh my gosh, I got to take care of my family and I don't know what the hell to do. So like I said, I just sat down, I finished my book and I said, okay, God, I, I did what you asked me to do. I did that. What do you want me to do next? So me, my husband and I both got our real estate license. And then, you know, and, and then people, that's another, that's a whole nother story I could take you down because like, you know, people think once they get their real estate license, it's like selling sunset. You're going to be out there with million dollar properties and people gonna be calling you and da, da, da. And I'm like, no, it don't work like that either. And, and anytime you start a business, you usually got to have some kind of startup capital. You got to have either money to get by or money to put into it. And so that's a whole nother story. So didn't have the money there, you know? So it's like, it's all these like trials that we went through you know, to get to, to this point. And we're still going through things like, you know, it's still hard for me to even, you know, sometimes I sit back and I'm like, well, what the hell did I do? Like, why am I in this position or why am I here? 
But I, I came, you know, I had an epiphany the other night. I was sitting down, I was talking to God and I said, you know what? I said, at this point, I know you say, give it all to you. I know you say that. I know I'm not supposed to be worried, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm really going to give it all to you. And I'm going to trust in you because I don't have anything else to fall back on at this point. You know, um, I know there's a plan because every step of my life, I can look back and I can say, oh my gosh, this happened. And then this happened and this got me here. So, hmm. Oh my gosh. Every step of my life has been ordered and every step in my life has been like divine. And every, every time I thought that, you know, he wasn't there or, oh my gosh, what am I going to do in this situation? This is bad. This is really, really bad. It turned out for my greater good. Every situation I can look back. And so I'm, I had to look at it from that perspective. I was like, you know what? This is for my greater good. Because like I said in the beginning, I said, you told me to leave. You told me to move. So I just feel like there's something, there's a purpose for me. And there's a greater purpose that you have for me. And I just have to mentally stay in the game. Like that's that's 90% of it. Because this little little stuff that we worry about every day. Yeah, bills got to be paid. This got to be paid. I almost lost my house. Bills got to be paid. This got to be paid. That, blah, blah. I didn't lose it. You know what I'm saying? He took care of it. I don't know how they took care of it. You know what I'm saying? Stuff always came to where he took care of it. So it's, it's been a challenge. But like I said, I really had to sit down and talk to God and be like, thank you for allowing me to go through this process. Because number one, I am a better person because of it. Number two, and I have been more cohesive. We're better people because of it. And number three, I'm just, you know, I it's teaching me how to, eye on that source energy um, that is, and I can't control everything. You know what I'm saying? I just can't. I can't control everything. And I'm such an A-type person and I want to control everything, but I can't control everything. And so I have to really give up that power. And that was hard for me. That was really hard for me. It has made me so much more at peace. And I feel like things come to you, like, like you attract things when you're at peace. You know, when you let go and let God, you kind of let him drive your life. You kind of let him guide your direction and you kind of let him, you know, do the things, do what he wants you to do, not what you want to do, but what he wants you to do. And so that's where I am right now. And like I said, it's still kind of hard, but you know, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm resigned to let God handle it. I'm so resigned to let God handle it. One thing I'm learning in life is you can only worry about the things you can control. And then the rest of the things you value control, you can't stress about it. So, uh-huh. And it's so hard for people. It's so, it, that is so hard for people to do. And I get it. I get it. It's so hard because it, for, like I said, for so long, it was so hard for me to do, but I think this, this process has really, and maybe this is why he wanted me to go through this process like this is because, I have to give up control. I have to. Like, there's no other way. Maybe whatever step he has me take, I can't, if, if I'm worried about every little thing, you know, it'll fall apart. So maybe this is why he's having me. There's always a method to his madness and you just got to go with the flow. And and then once 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 you look back and see the path that he's taking your own, you're like, oh, oh, that's why you did that. Or, oh, I see. Okay. I see why you, okay. I got it, God. I got you. I got you. But it's so hard to see when you're in the midst of it because it feels so bad. It's just, it's like, why are you doing this to me? This can't happen. No, I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. But sometimes you got to get uncomfortable to get you in a comfortable spot. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. You got to get uncomfortable to get in that comfortable spot because God got a comfortable spot for you somewhere, but you got to get uncomfortable to get there. Because when you get there, 
there's going to be some uncomfortable moments. And how are you going to handle those moments? So sometimes he takes you out of your comfort zone to get you comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. That's the right mindset to have. Yeah. Took, took 40 years to get here, though. <laughs> <laughs> and the best, the best thing is you got there. That's what mattered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what matters most. That's what matters. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> so your next topic is talk about your books. The first one called Why They Are Winning and You Are Not and The Steps to Finding Success in Life. Yes, this is my one and only book for now. I got another one coming out later. Um, I've half written it. I haven't finished it. So I'm, <laughs> he's probably going to tell me to finish that one, too. Um, <laughs> he's going to be like, girl, get the hit down, do it. <laughs> I got so much going on right now. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm going to get to it. I promise you, Lord, I'm going to get to it. But... <laughs> This first book is kind of like, like I said, it was kind of like a labor of love because it took me five years to really write it and really hone in on, you know, what I wanted to talk about. So, for example, you know, I always, you know, it's so funny because it came to me one day, you know, my husband and I were always like, why are they winning and we are not like, why are they winning and we're not like, you know, we would see our friends and we would see like our colleagues and we would see everybody else around us winning. Like, why are they like people that came from nothing and they were winning. And we were like, what are we doing? Like, we're smart. We're intelligent. I mean, if you look at our social media, it looked like we just doing it. Like we just bajillionaires. And I'm like, but that was never the case. And so, um, you know, we were always like, why is everybody else winning around us? And then too, we would, we would start these ventures and it was like, I talk about this in my book. This is a visualization that I gave in my book. It was like, okay, imagine LeBron is at the free throw line and, you know, the Lakers are down and they're like two points down against the, you know, whatever team, I guess, I don't know, Miami. I don't know, one team, some team I said. And so, you know, LeBron's there. He shoots the first shot. It goes in. The second shot kind of circles the net, but it doesn't go in. And so that's kind of how we always felt. It was like, we always lost. It was like, we lost the game at the ninth hour because that ball never went. It kind of circled the net, but it never went in. And yep. so, um, you know, we always felt like that. Every, like I can go through venture after venture after venture. It was always something. And so I said, what is the common denominator? Why are, why are we not winning? And so we really had to sit down and take an inventory of stuff that we weren't doing. Like, you know, like just simple stuff. Like, weren't we being consistent? No, we weren't. Like we would start something and then when some tragedy happened or when it didn't work out like we thought it would, we quit. We quit. We couldn't persevere. We quit every single time. And so like ever, I could name venture after venture where we would start and like something happened. I don't even know what it was like. Something happened. Some, some business partner left or, you know, money wasn't right. Something happened and we would quit every single time. And you never know that one thing that happened could have been our, you know, our test to get to the next level, or it could have been a step away from us having major success, but we quit. And so many people do that. So many people do that. How many people do that in life where they quit? Like they just quit before they even start. And then number two, it's like, you know, I would get frustrated or frazzled because I wouldn't know where to start sometimes. Like I just be like, oh, I can't do that. Or that seems too big or, oh man, that's just making my head hurt even trying to think about that. And it's like, no, you know, you got to break things up. If you look at a whole task of what you have to do, it is frustrating. It is daunting because it's like, oh my God, where do I even start? But 
if you break things up, you know, figure out what you're, what you have to do, figure out your task and getting whatever that thing is accomplished and break it up into smaller tasks. It doesn't seem so daunting. And then once you start moving down the path, it's like you start attracting people and resources and things to you that help you get to wherever you're trying to go. And so those are some of the things that we didn't understand early. And it was like, oh my God. And then even, even to the, to the point of networking, I, I, I hate networking. I hate it. I, I, <laughs> I, I hate, I really do. I'm like one of those people, you know, I talk once I get going, but you have to talk to me first because I'm just like, so like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go up and start a conversation with somebody. Oh my God. <laughs> But I'm good at it if I have to be, but I just, that's not my comfort zone to be, you know what I'm saying? And so I don't like doing that. And so I would shy away from it. And so any opportunities that we had to go out and network with people, we wouldn't do it. And anybody that's accomplished anything in the history of the world, you know, they, they did it by having a mentor or networking with people or something. No, you, you can't get anything accomplished in this world without other people. You have to have somebody, they either, they're going to provide you guidance or they're going to provide you funding, you know, whatever, you know, you need other people. And so that's, I think that was a big miss for us. We didn't have a mentor and we didn't have the right people in our circle. And that's so important because if you have the wrong energy in that cir- in your circle, oh my goodness, I can't tell you, I can tell you time after time when we had the wrong people and my partner, like my husband would partner with the wrong business partners and things would just fall apart or those people weren't the right people. And they couldn't attract the people that they needed for that business because they had he had the wrong people initially. So it was like so many things like that. And so I go through each chapter talking about something specific, like networking, partnering, or whatever, um, or, or consistency or perseverance. I go through each chapter and kind of talk about that. And I give you stories of, you know, other people. So it's not just my story, it's other people's stories too that I that I kind of tied in there that I know of. So, um, so yeah, so I'm hoping, you know, through this book, I can change some lives and I've given people practical advice. Like I didn't want to just be talking from fluff and this isn't stuff I haven't lived. Like, you know, a lot of people write books and they haven't, you know, gone through anything or they haven't lived through anything. No, no, no. This is stuff I've actually lived, breathed, done. This is why it took me five years because this is not stuff I just made up overnight. I didn't get some AI to write my book. You know, it took me time, thought and energy. And this is, these are things that we've lived through and we've been through. And like I said, hopefully I can help someone before before they go through the same thing I went through. I want to catch you at 30 instead of 42. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Trying to prevent you from making the same mistakes that I did. Exactly. I want you to be 40 talking about, oh, my God, this is my life. Like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> I'm in debt or, oh, my God, I got fired and, like, I don't have anything to fall back on. Like, oh, you know, I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I did. I want you to be better than me. And so here's the blueprint of how to do that. Here's the blueprint. If you take it and put action to it, I think you can succeed. But if you just, if you don't, then I can't help you. But if you take it and put action to it, because I give you very actionable steps in here. And so I want you to be successful. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, people will read it and, you know, it'll change some lives. I'm, I'm, I'm believing in that. I think it'll change lives across the world. So yeah, that's my mission. I definitely feel like it will, especially it's coming from a reliable source and you actually lived it. That reminded me of like an artist that's in a studio and they're writing, they're starting their album up and they're going through the process and stuff like that. And I feel like the best albums are the ones that the person actually lived in real time. Ooh, we, ooh, we like that Usher album and that Mary J. Blige. (laughs) Yup. Like they really lived it. I feel like, an artist truly, their longevity can last 
if they step away for a couple years and then come back. And I feel yeah. like you're a more grown version of the person you saw two years ago. I like those type of artists that come back, step back, like Kendrick Lamar, come back every couple years and, and yeah. come back. Yeah. 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 I mean, those are, yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right. Those are the best albums, the ones where you feel it. They're telling a yeah. story, they're telling their story. And yep. you feel it through the album, and you're like, "Man, I'm digging this." Like that that Confessions album. I remember that Confessions album came out, and he was talking about his whole story about you know how he got the girl pregnant and he broke up. Yep. Oh my god, that was like the best album because it was his story. And Mary J. Blige had an album like that. You know, it's like I can, like you said, I can go after artist after artist that had albums like that, and they were just the the, the Lemonade album from Beyonce. Like, I mean, some of yep. their most classic work came from Pain. Like that's that's where you draw energy. So that's what I would tell people. If you go through some real shit, draw that energy out and put your pain into purpose, put your pain to work. Like you ain't going through that for no reason. Like there's a reason why you're going through it. Cause pain, there's always a story that comes out of pain. There's always a story that comes out of pain. Always. Anybody that, that did something great typically had a story behind that. And so you don't hear about it often because everybody wants to see the good side. Everybody, everybody want to flex and be like, I'm a billionaire and I got here because I'm just great. And I'm like, no, there was probably a story that came behind that, but you ain't telling people the real. Like, you need to tell people the real story. Like, tell them that. That's what gets people moving. So, yeah, there's always a purpose behind that pain. So if, if somebody's out there listening and you're going through something and you feel like God's not listening... Or you feel like, you know, you just, you just not getting anywhere or you feel, you know, lost. Keep pushing. Don't give up. Keep pushing. Because, I mean, so many times your mental will take over and your mental will say, you know, I just want to be done with it. I just, I can't even do this anymore. Like, I just, I'm done. Or, you know, I just want to go somewhere and crawl in a hole and die. You know, you, you, you start thinking these negative thoughts and that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to think you know, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and take yourself out or go ahead and, you know, go ahead and crawl in a hole or go ahead and get sit over there. Don't don't accomplish that purpose that you have. But there is a purpose in everyone and everyone has the ability to achieve that purpose. But you have to have the tools in your tool house to do that. And hopefully, like I said, like I said, hopefully my book will help some people, you know, get there. You know, so, but yeah, continue. Push past that pain. It only lasts for a minute. It's not forever. It's only temporary. Just push past it. I couldn't agree more with you. So your next topic is, how do you balance being a writer, coach, and motivational speaker? How do I balance that? Hmm. I'm also a realtor. My husband and I are about to start. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> Well, I, I actually thrive off of being busy. I'm one of those people, if I'm idle, I I, I want to do things that aren't productive. So like I'll sit here and watch TV if I'm idle or I'll I'll want to go online and shop. So I, I off of being, and those are negative, negative traits. And so I thrive more so being busy and keeping my mind active and learning and doing other things. So, you know, I, I'm a mom of two, I'm a wife. You know, um, like I said, I, I speak like I, I make time because that's that's my mission and my purpose is speaking and the book and really getting that message. Out. And yeah, those are my priorities. Um, coaching. That's my priority because I want to change people's life. Like I want to I want to make people or help people have a better. 
Um, and every, let me tell you, let me tell you, if you don't have one, everybody needs a coach. Every, everybody needs a coach. Everybody. Because I'm telling you, your mind plays tricks on you. And like I said, your mind will tell you what you can't do. But a coach can help you get past those negative thoughts in your mind telling you what you can't do, those limitations. They can help you break, a good coach can help you break past those limitations. So everybody needs a coach. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I balance it pretty easy. Like I said, I like, and I'm, I'm involved in my church. I love my church. You know, I love my friends. So I, I just have great time management skills. And that's another thing I want to talk about. Like people always think that they don't have time. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time. I don't have time. But I did a post on this the other day. I was like, you need to inventory your day to see where you have downtime because people will say what they can't accomplish or they don't have enough time and they'll make every excuse in the book why they can't do X, Y, and Z. But I'm like, no, you you got time. I, I promise you got time. You probably got hours. Like, seriously, you probably have many hours in a day. But, you know, you would rather, you know, watch TV or talk on the phone or do something else that's unproductive. You have time and you should always be spending time working on yourself. Always, always, always. I'm gonna put that out there. You should always be spending time working on yourself. Um, but like I said, it's all about time management, especially when you work for yourself. It's all about time management. You really have to sit down and really plan your day. And what I do, I like to plan my day the night before and I get up at 4.30 in the morning, y'all. I get up at 4.30 in the morning every single morning and I go work out for an hour. I go to the LA Fitness Ramp Street. I go work out for an hour. I come home. I eat my breakfast. I get my child up. I get him ready for school. And then we drop him off. And then I start my day around 8, 8, 8.30. So, I mean, you really have to plan your day because you don't have somebody breathing over your shoulders talking about, look, I need this project or you got to get this done. And you got, you got to be here at, at this meeting at eight. You know, you don't have nobody doing that, you know, and it's kind of, it's, it's scary. And at first it was hard for me to adjust because I'm used to a regimen. I'm used to, I got this meeting at this time and I got that. I'm used to knowing my day and not planning my day on my own. And somebody else had to really plan it. And so now it's like, Oh crap. I got, I, uh, uh Oh, uh-oh, I got to do something on my own. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, uh-oh. So now I got to figure out how do I maximize my day to make sure I'm the most productive I can be and then still making sure I'm giving time to my children and my husband and my friends. And I've actually found that, you know, I'm better at it this way because like I said, I, I can I can determine my own schedule. I can determine my own schedule. Like I got, I, I can, I can have calls at 630. You know what I'm saying? Like I can do this on my, I got my own schedule going on. So, you know, like I said, time management is your friend, especially like I said, when you're an entrepreneur, time management is your friend. And like I said, you got time during the day. You just need to figure out where your time lies and organize it more efficiently um, to get the things accomplished that you want to get accomplished. Cause you got time. I promise you, you got time. Y'all heard her. Make time for your purpose. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Make that time. You got it. It's in there. <laughs> it is in there. Absolutely. Everybody operates at a different level. It's all about what works for you in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So but if it's important to you, you will figure it out. If it's if it's that important to you, you'll figure it out. <laughs> absolutely especially if it's something you love to do it's like uh -huh. oh everything else can go to the wayside uh-huh i gotta focus on this uh-huh if it's important to you and you have a dream and a passion and a goal and a purpose you'll figure it out you will figure it out 
I don't care if you staying up to some nights I, I would write like some nights I'll be up at one o'clock in the morning writing like e even when I was working I know it still took me a long time to finish the book but even when I was working I was still up some nights because like thoughts you know sometimes thoughts hit me at night like I'm like my mind races a lot and so sometimes thoughts hit me in the middle of the night and I get up at 1 2 o'clock in the morning and start writing and had to be up at you know what five or six o'clock in the morning at work you know so so yep. yeah, you yeah you make time for the things that you want to make time. If it's important enough to you, you'll make time for it. I totally agree with you on that one. So your next topic is talk about the steps to getting ahead in corporate environment. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> okay, all right, let's talk about it. Okay, so okay, I'm giving it some. I'm gonna give y'all some stuff with free. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We gonna talk today. All right. Let me let me put my corporate back on. So I was in corporate, and like I said, I I don't tell you nothing that I haven't lived and breathed. I was in corporate for fifteen years, sixteen years. Yeah, sixteen years, sixteen years. So I was in corporate for sixteen years, and so you know I've been up a management. Um, and I've, I'm very, I can say that's probably one of my strongest gifts is that I'm very intuitive and I pay attention to everything and I learn quickly. So I always watched people like I, I'm like, I said, I'm very observant. So I always, I watch people and how they move. And so I've seen people go from nothing to something, you know what I'm saying? Like they came from the bottom and made it all the way to the top and surpassed all of us. And I'm like, how in the hell? Like, what? wait a minute, like, what? Like, well, how'd you do that? Like, so I, and, and what I've known or noticed about a lot of those people is that they're very good at connecting. When you are in a corporate environment, it is not about what you know, it's about who you know. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me, let me say that again. It is not about what you know, it is about who you know and how you work that who you know. Because the people that you need to be connecting with are the people at the top, the people that make the hiring decisions. So you need to be, if you want to be a VP, you need to be connecting with the other VPs to see what their characteristics and their qualities are. And you need to be seeing how you can get those characteristics and those qualities. And you need to be networking with them because they're making the hiring decisions. So they can get you from step A to B to C. And they hire the people that they like. It's not always right. It's not always fair. But oftentimes you'll find they hire the people that they like. Let me say it again. They hire the people that they like. So you need to be positioning yourself. If they play golf, you need to be playing golf. If they are going to certain events, you need to be at those events. If, you know, if they tell you to come, you know, what you need to be scheduling meetings with them, telling, asking them how you can be in their position. They love that. Those people at the top, they love that. Oh yeah, absolutely. They will make time for you. So you need to be finding mentors at the top of your organization, wherever you are, finding those people that are in the positions that you want to be in and see, like I said, number one, what qualities or characteristics are, do they possess that I need to build? Number two, you need to be making friends with them. Number three, where are they hanging out? What, what events are they at? Like if there's a 5K, there was a 5K run every year at my old job. And they were all there. And that was your time to network with them. Those are people that you no normally may not ever interact with or see, but that was your time to network with them. Certain events like that. They had a Christmas function. They would have fundraisers. They would have all kinds of community events. 
that's where they would linger. So you would need to be in position. If they see your face a lot, they see your face, they see you out in the community, they see you doing things. Oh, I know her. That's Kat Sterling right there. Okay, yeah, she works for Sadara. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, I know her. I know her work, absolutely. You need to be positioning yourself on different projects. What projects can I get more FaceTime with them on? That's what I did. I would be like, what, what projects can I get more FaceTime? Like if there's a project or, or a department I didn't normally work with, hmm, let me see if I can, if there's a project I can get on that'll get me FaceTime with this executive and this executive and I can get in front of them and show them my talents, show them what I'm about and start networking with them. So it's, I'm telling you, the, the people just don't, I'm, I'm telling you, if people really knew <laughs> the power of networking and getting you a strong mentor, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm telling you, like, it's a, it's, it's a totally different ball game. And once you understand how to play that game, it's a game. It's all a game. Once you understand how to play that game, I'm telling you, you go light years further than anybody else because the average person is not going to do that. That's for the go-getters. The average person ain't going to do that. You're going to stick out because you're doing, you're going above and beyond what the average person would do. Every single time you're going to stick out. Been there, done that. <laughs> She's like, I've been on both sides of the coin. Been, uh, been there, done that. I'm telling you, it works. It works. Like I said, I've seen people. I'm, you're like, how in the hell did you get that position? I've seen positions created for people because they network with the right people. They got positions created for them. That position didn't exist. That position didn't exist. It was a whole position created for people. Like I've seen that. And and then some, like I said, like I've seen people jump from the bottom to the side. It's like, how in the world did you go from like this position to that? Like, how did you, how? Like, how did you do it? Telling you, it's all about who you know. I talk about that in my book. It's about who you know. Absolutely. I feel like networking is one of the most underrated things in life. Because people don't know how to do it. People don't, people are scared of talking people. You, you, you scared money. Don't make no money. I'm sorry. I'm just, it just, you can't be scared. You, you cannot let, 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 let me, let me talk about this for a second. Scare money. Don't make no money. So you cannot be scared if you want to be successful. Scared people are not successful people. So, you know, you can't be scared to put yourself out there. You can't be scared to, um, of what people think. You can't be scared if I'm going to fail. Like you, if you want to be successful and really be successful, you got to put all that stuff, stuff in the back of your head and be like, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Like, screw it. I don't care. I don't care if people talk about me. I don't care if they laugh at my videos. So what? Like, I'm just going to do it anyway. If I get two views and, oh, well, I mean, I'm just going to do it anyway. I don't care if my book don't sell. I, if you laugh at me for what I wrote, whatever. Like, I don't care. I, I do not care. I don't care if I talk to this person and, you know, maybe they're not feeling me, but this person is like, yeah. So like I said, scared money does not make it because you're going to miss opportunities. You're going to miss opportunities left and right. If you're scared or if you're fearful or if you're unsure, I mean, you have to really put yourself, it's a mind, it's success to me. This is what I say. Success is a mind game. It's all about playing, playing a game of chess. Like you can't be playing checkers while everybody's playing chess. So it's a mind game. So you really have to trick your mind into saying like, look, I'm the baddest bitch. Like, I don't care like what's what people think. I'm just going to do what I need to do. And I'm going to run hard and I'm going to go out here and get it. I'm going to go ahead and get it. I'm going to go do my thing and I'm going to go out here and make this money. Because at the end of the day, what matters to me is, you know, my family's happy. 
you know, I can take care of my family. I got food on the table. I got a roof over my head and everything else. Fuck it. I, I'm not worried about it. nobody else but me. So I got to I got to go out here and, and figure out a way. I got to I got to forge my own path because nobody else is going to do that for me. So you cannot be scared and fearful. Um, and I talk about that, too, in my book. I'm talking about I talk about how to get rid of fear or, you know, the types of fears. You, you got to put that to the side. You really have to. And a lot of people it's hard for a lot of people because they've been conditioned throughout their life. Oh, well, you know, if you if you do this, you know, this could happen. Or if you if you go out here and, you know, you go out here and start this business, it could fail. <laughs> you, know, you know, they 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 every scenario in their mind is implanted from somewhere in life. Oh, my mama told me, you know, most businesses fail within three years. So, I mean, I can't start no business or, you know, I just I'm, I can't talk to people. Oh, that's I can't ask people for no money, you know, to help me with my funding and my business because I just oh, there. Or what if they say no? I mean, yeah, they probably they could say no. They could say that's a dumb idea. They could laugh at you. But, you know, what if they don't? <laughs> what if they don't? Like, my, my motto is I would rather die knowing, knowing that I tried than that. That's fearful for me. That's that's fear for me. If I didn't try and, I, and I'm on my deathbed and I'm like, damn, I wish I would have done this. Or I wish I could have did this in life or I could have been so much further in life. I would rather die trying than die with regret of not trying. Like, I don't ever want to be, you know, 80, 90 years old. Like, shit, I could have done this. I should have did that. I'm I'm going to go out here and do everything I can. And it, if it doesn't work, screw it. Like, I don't care if it doesn't work. If I tried, I, I've done the best. I've done most, mo, more than 90% of the population. I've done more than 90% of the population. Something going to hit. Something going to hit. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to hit hard, too. Something gonna hit like i've done more than 90 percent of the population i'm not gonna be sitting up here talking about some i wish and i could have and should have i'm not gonna do that like it's so funny because i was uh i was talking to a friend of mine last night and she was like you know i i would love to do something i would love to start a business or i don't just i just i mean i'm scared i don't even know where to start i just don't i mean i'm scared i was just like oh well i mean if you're going into it with that attitude and yeah i mean you should be scared i'll be scared too if i'm going into it with that attitude like yeah, absolutely. You know, runners don't go into the Olympics talking about I'm scared. <laughs> they don't go into the Olympics talking about a CEO doesn't go into a company talking about I'm scared. You know, Bill Gates didn't start Microsoft talking about I'm scared. Like, nope. you know, what's the one that, uh, what's the uh, Amazon, um, what's his name? Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> I forgot his name, but you know, Bezos, Jeff Bezos. Yes. Not talking yes. About I'm scared. Elon Musk didn't talk didn't didn't go into uh, Tesla talking about I'm scared. You know, Obama didn't go into the presidency talking about I'm scared. You know, it's like you you don't you don't breed confidence in people if you're going into it scared. So you have to trick your mind. You really have to meditate. You really have to trick your mind into believing in you. And if you don't believe in you, then you shouldn't you shouldn't start it. Honestly, you shouldn't start a business or you shouldn't want to climb a corporate ladder because if you don't believe in you, it. I mean, what's the point? Nobody else will believe in you. So you have to believe in you first. Right. You got to take the onus and just put your faith into God and let him help you through whatever path you're going. So absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and that's why I said, uh, if you get, you really have to have like, kind of like a life coach or somebody really helping you, you know, get rid of those conditioned beliefs and those conditioned fears, because that's what it is. It's, it's, it's what people have told you over the years that you've taken it on as your personal belief 
and now you are in a situation where you believe everything that everybody else says and therefore you don't believe in yourself and so you really have to it, it takes work it takes a lot of work especially if you're my age it takes a lot of work to really um get rid of that stuff and i'm not saying i'm perfect because i do have my my doubts every now or my fears every now and then but i recognize it i'm, I'm in a place now where i can recognize it and say no nope, we're not gonna do that we because you know your mind wants to go back to its comfort zone you know wants to go back to what's comfortable comfortable to it and negatively and fear is is a big part of that and so and when i feel it coming out, i'm like nope we're not doing that today nope 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 i am positive i am i am happy i'm successful i'm confident i'm this i'm that i'm gonna succeed whatever whatever those affirmations are you really have to replace those negative beliefs with those affirmations because like i said it'll it'll sneak up on you and you'll find yourself in a dark place, like thinking about, oh, God, I can't do this. I'm going to fail. I don't know. You know, it'll, it'll keep going. You, your mind will start spinning and you you got to pull that out. You got to pull it out by the weeds. Right. You got to one weed at a time. Uh-huh. One at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point in my pod, I always turn over to my guests. And you can ask me any question that you want. Um, so how did you start this? All right. So this is the number one uh, question I'm always asked. Yeah. So um, it started out as just a hobby at first. Like I interviewed some of my like closest friends just to check the vibe, see if I would like it or not. Um, on top of that, I listened to like multiple podcasts on the daily. Like I still do now, like business, finance, sports, you name it. I just try to learn things from each person and soak as much knowledge as I can. And over time, once I started able to invite guests on my show from like around the world, different walks of life, hear their trials and tribulations, their stories, how they came from point A to point B to who they are now today. I just really enjoy just interviewing people, getting to know people on a deeper personal level and learn about things I may not know about at that time and just soak up as much knowledge as I can. So Mm -hmm. I enjoy the whole experience. Nice. So what do you do outside of this? So outside of this, I am currently a uh, substitute teacher. Nice. Oh my God. I got to give it to you, boy. Woo! Anybody yeah. in the teacher realm, substitute, full time. Oh Lord Jesus, I gotta give it to you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ooh, yeah, I, so I uh, and you. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, so I teach like I. It's like from infants up to five years old. So oh, so you got them young. You got the baby. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, that's that's cool. I could deal with that. I thought you had like teenagers. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> she like child I raised one. <laughs> oh yeah oh no oh no I, I know you get the business every day so i was like oh no but them, them, some of the five-year-olds be crazy too <laughs> something in that water we talked about it earlier something in that water something in that water <laughs> i'm telling you it's crazy so yeah so so what's the what is the what is your one Thing, if, if you had to tell people one thing in life that you've learned here, what would it be? You gotta have perseverance. You got you gotta have perseverance. You got to, man. Like you'll be those one day you'll be up, another day you'll be down. But I think the key is you gotta have, be like even kill. You have to be even kill no matter what. 
speak on it. Speak on it. What is your, what's one thing you persevered through? Oh man. Um going through a failed marriage. Oh, I had one of those too. Mm, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Going through that. That the recovery time, that was probably the toughest thing ever I experienced in my life. Yeah. Um, I had a couple years of being. We were together for 10 years and married for two. Oh, yeah. You know what? You know what, people? I, that's what my next book is going to be about, relationships and marriage. <laughs> just let yeah. me, I just want to tell you this for a second. So I tell people all the time is like, you know, it's not like dating. And that's what people think marriage is. It's like, oh, we dated. So it's like, I mean, it's the same thing. We live together. I lived together with my first husband too. Mine didn't work out. We, met, we stayed married a year. And so people think it's, like dating and it's like it's a whole nother level it's not like that it is so not like that it's a commitment and it's a covenant and it's not like you can just walk away tomorrow it's a whole nother level to it I'm telling you absolutely so yeah that was definitely a trying period that's that's almost seven years ago now oh wow so, wow yeah i learned the most important thing i learned was my self-worth I knew I knew my worth. Now I know my worth years later. And I know what I like. I have standards now. So I'm in a different place. So mm-hmm. okay. So I just did a post on this this the other day. <laughs> yep. I, no, I, I put it up yesterday. So I did a post on this the other day. Um, a video. And I I told I, you know, I was going into, you know, how you need to be a whole person when you're trying to seek another partner. So it's like, you can't go into a relationship being half of a person. Like you can't have holes in you talking about, I need somebody to complete me or, you know, I need somebody to make me whole. Like you really have to be a whole person and a solid, you know, person within yourself before you go seeking a life partner. Because your flaws, everything comes out in marriage. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what it is about marriage, but marriage is kind of like a reflection of you. And so whatever you don't like about it in that person, like is the same thing that you must not like about yourself, like seriously. And it's like people are, are people are people. People are unique. Like people, you know, they have their own set of beliefs. They have their own set of values. They have their own set of whatever. They, they, they come from a different background. You we're not raised the same, you know? And so, like, when people go into marriage, they're like, oh, I'm going to change that person. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change that. I'm, You know, we're going to work with that. My mom always told me, she was like, whatever they do before you marry them is what they're going to do after you marry them. And it's going to be 10 times worse. And it is so true. And so a lot of women, I think we go into things and we're like, oh, we'll just fix him or we'll we'll mold him into being this person. But I'm like, you know, you got to remember people are people and they're here they're made in, in whatever image God made them in. They're made in whatever image God made them in. And they were raised different from me. And they have their own own quirks, own this, whatever. And they have their own personalities. And so I can't change that. And it's not fair because what I'm trying to change them to may not even be the right thing to change them to. So it's like, it's not fair to that person. And so, you know, it, I think we go into it with the wrong misconceptions a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? That's what I did anyway in my first marriage. I went into it with a totally different misconception and, and like I, like many people failed because I didn't understand what marriage really was until now my second marriage, you know, so you'll get it right. You'll get it right on your second one. Absolutely. Sometimes you got to spin the block sometimes. Yeah. 
you're wiser now. Like you're older, you're mature, you know, you're wiser. And so now you know who you are as a person. And so you're not, you're probably not looking for somebody to, you know, complete you. You're looking for somebody to enhance you. You know, it's right. a difference. It's a difference. It's a big difference. So, you know, yeah, when you when you go into it, like those holes get amplified and either you're going to attract if you're not if you're not secure within yourself, you know, either you're going to attract that same type of person and that's never going to work or either you're going to attract attract somebody that's going to amplify those holes that you have within yourself. So if I got low self-esteem, I'm going to find somebody that's probably going to be verbally abusive to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I am not whole within myself. And so I'm attracting these negative characteristics that I'm trying to fill a void in. So yeah, people, yeah, it's crazy. Relationships, ooh, marriage, totally different, totally different level. But you know, people don't understand it and they think it's just a it's just a um a wedding. And it's like it's not just a wedding. It's what happens after you get home. Right. <laughs> Look at this person every day. What happens after you get home? You know, so yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on your time. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It's all good. No worries. I feel like the work begins. <laughs> Once you be the wedding, it's over. That's when the work truly begins. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And but but a lot of people don't understand that. That's the mistake nope. a lot of people they don't understand that. And so yeah, I I I really want to help people understand. Like like you said, that's where the work begins. It's not always about this beautiful wedding. Yeah, y'all did that, but few. But when y'all get home, like, and you don't like the way he does X, Y, and Z, and you already know you don't like that, what you going to do? You got to look at this for the next 50 years. What you going to do? Just leave? Right. And then y'all start <laughs> having kids. You know, it's just, yeah, it's it's a whole nother level that people don't understand. So, yeah, 80% of marriages don't work out because people are just selfish. And it's like, what is it? What's in it for me? And if you make me mad, it's always transactional. It's like, well, you didn't do this for me, so I'm not going to do this for you. Or I don't like the way you did this, so I'm going to... I would be nasty to you because I don't like this. And it's, it's not, it's that person isn't here to make me happy. If I can't be happy without that, per with or without that person, then I don't need to be married. That person isn't here for my, my soul happiness in life. And if you go into it with that, with that perspective, you'll be better off. But if you go into with the perspective of, Oh, this person's going to be supposed to make me happy. Psh, I'm telling you, you're going to be unhappy a lot more. You're going to be happy. So you might want not get married. <laughs> right. <laughs> You Absolutely. You're gonna, you're gonna be happy, unhappy a lot more times than you will be happy if you're not. You know, you got to be happy within yourself, whether or not that person's there or not. So, and if you're not, then you're looking for that person to make you happy, which is unfair because nobody in this world can make you happy all the time. Like that's unfair. That's unfair expectations. So you're already going into it with unfair expectations, and so it's never gonna work out. Never gonna work out if you're going into it with that kind of mindset. So. Oh, I could talk on that all day. That's a whole other subject. I could talk on that all day, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I totally believe it. <laughs> oh, man. Life is, is the our greatest teacher, I always say. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I'll have to come back and talk on that another day because I got a whole... Whew, yeah, that's a whole other subject I could talk about. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, she about to speak the gospel. She's like, let's take him to church. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, could, but I could i could i really could so but i want to thank you though this has been enlightening and informative and awesome and just amazing so i'm i'm so thankful so thank you thank you so much thank you oh, 
Oh, no problem. So before we end this, is there any last words you like to leave with the listeners? Do you have anything new coming up on the horizon? And would you like to share your social media handles? Um, I like I said, I'm gonna work on my second book. Um, you can find my current book, Why They're Winning and You're Not on Amazon. It was a bestseller. Um, so I oh my social media is the real cat of Atlanta on Instagram and TikTok. And then I do have a YouTube page, it's the real cat of Atlanta as well. And then Facebook is just Cat Sterling. So um, but I'll like I said, I'll do my posts. Usually I'd post stuff about the book, or either I'll post stuff like we just talked about some like blurbs that I'll come up with, you know, about marriage relationships or success or business or whatever. So if you want to follow me, you can follow me on any of my platforms. So, but uh, thank you so much. I, I just, like I said, I appreciate you so much because this has been like amazing. <laughs> oh no, bro. We had to run it back, man. The <laughs> devil was talking last time. <laughs> he didn't stop us this time though. So it's all good. Nah, man. We had to send them back below. Like get your ass back down there. <laughs> And we did that. We rebuked that spirit. So it's cool. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> had to get that spirit out of here. Like, come on, don't be bringing a negative vibes around here. I had to bring my uh, my cross out, my holy water. <laughs> oh, man. You ready to perform an exorcist in here? Okay. Okay. I see you. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> yeah, I rebuke thee. <laughs> There was something that was going to be said that he didn't want. So hopefully we covered it tonight. So I'm hoping we killed somebody. Uh, If he didn't want to hear, hope he covered his ears then. Damn it. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. All right. I just want to say thank you so much once again for accepting my invitation. I appreciate it so much. I hope you have a blessed day ahead and enjoy your week ahead too. You too. You do the same. You do the same. And thank you so much once again. I really appreciate you. You've been awesome. No problem. Appreciate the compliment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, have a good weekend. Have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.